Good day, everyone, and welcome back to Dean's Mean Ranting Machine. I am currently uh, re-recording this. It's my second attempt for this episode because the first one, I realized I talked a lot, too much about stuff that wasn't important. <laughs> I wanted to cut that down and get back to the basics because um, in this podcast, I would like to talk about my work, for starters, something I should have done in the beginning, but... I wanted to complain about being single at 40. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to address what uh, is actually my true profession, what it is that I'm doing. And, well, maybe uh, in combination to my day job, uh, being uh, always kind of busy with any kind of project, really. And currently, because of COVID, not that much. A few things have gone quiet. I have private projects I've been working on whenever I find the time to do that. But they don't bring in any money. It's just like an experimentation on my own part. And um, for this podcast, because I I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to re-record um, some points of my tiny biography, just to get down to um, a rough summary of what actually happened in my life, how everything began. And I talk way too much about that in my first attempt. So um, to keep things short, I'd like to show you first of all what it is, what it is that I've been doing in the past few years. And um, I've been working for a publisher by sheer accident, really, just uh, a ton of luck here um, that was involved. A publisher in Germany asked me if I can illustrate their books, not all of their books, but some of their projects. And they are basically purely educational books and teaching languages such as German or English, uh, French, and I think Spanish and Italian too. And I was responsible for illustrating the English version and the French version, which basically the, the English one is the a very innovative, well, okay, maybe, maybe not innovative, that's the wrong word, but it's, it's completely original in content. Everything was designed by me, even the logos, the, the icons being used there, and uh, sample graphics and all that stuff. That was all designed, made by me in, in, my, in my spare time. I had to cut back in my day job to go uh, six hours a day instead of eight hours to make more time to, to finish the project and get the deadline uh, somehow in reach, you know, because uh, it took me almost a year to finish that. It's... Uh, it's the biggest thing I've ever done, and I'm going to link it here uh, for you to, to examine on on Amazon, at least. Um, I think I have a link to my website as well. But uh, if you want, you can buy these books. But just for your information, I don't get any royalties from this. I got paid for doing the illustrations, and that's it. That was the only commission job. There is uh, nothing else additionally that would come my way even if more books get sold. So this is all on the publisher's side that was a part of the deal. It's like take it or leave it and I needed the reputation so I took the job. And uh, the French book is basically the, um, a, a recycled version of the English uh, uh, drawings I did, which I was against doing. I didn't think that would be such a, a, a good match. I'd like to create new characters and create stories for that book. Just to be clear how these books actually work, it's a comic book story that is separated in, 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 uh, in short stories in 12 chapters. 
and those 12 chapters will be uh, taken apart with educational material, tests, examples, lectures, and all that stuff. And uh, the publisher is basically only doing educational material. They have they have uh, taken taken care of all sorts of uh, subjects, especially in Germany with with languages. They're very famous for that, and also international business, books about economy, of course, too, that kind of stuff. That was an interesting gig for me to do that. Uh, I had very positive communication throughout. And I never saw anyone uh, live or up close. I think I've never even seen a picture of, of any of them. And I don't have much contact to the people anyway. I have contact to the project manager because there's something in talks about redesigning certain parts of, of the book or just the cover for a, a reissue. But that's somewhere, you know, it, it's still fantasy right now. I haven't seen a contract yet, so um, maybe something will pop up. In the meantime, I'll do my own crap <laughs> and see how that works out. Before I did the publishing job, it was a job I took in 2000, uh, I think, 2018. I worked through that through uh, eight, eight, yeah, 2018, 2019. Then I had um, four more books. I did six books for them. The first two were the most complex ones with a comic book story for the educational material. And the others were uh, black and white illustrations for books dealing with mispronunciation of certain words when... Somebody, like a foreigner, is trying to learn Italian and they mix up words or don't pronounce them correctly, then they mean something completely different or uh, a funny wordplay comes out of it that somebody would misunderstand and that needed to be illustrated as well. I'm not sure how well these books are doing. I think learning languages is better sold than just reading about misinterpretation. That's, I think, a niche product that uh, some people might be interested in, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, uh, a best-selling list or anything like that. The market itself is quite difficult and complicated anyway. I mean, during the the, the COVID crisis and this pandemic, uh, I think a lot of people have spent money on not so much educational material. I think in some parts of the world they did, especially like people like me who are still studying from home, doing something on the side. That, of course, flourishes because some people want to do something creative or, or productive in their free time, learning something new. But we're talking about a whole course and not just buying a book. And if somebody is buying media in whatever shape or form, like music or books or, or comics or video games, then it's mostly the entertainment value that people are looking for to pass the time. So now, either some people are outside in the garden working, doing something in their shed or just building a swimming pool like many Germans did nowadays and uh, were redesigning their, gar their, their garden and, and planting trees and flowers and whatnot or just plastering the whole thing. And um, not, I think most of these people just did what they wanted to do in their free time, things they always wanted to do but never got around to actually do it or found a reason to. Now they do. So sitting at home and reading something to learn something is not really on everybody's plate. And um, before I got the publishing job, I was working, or partially still am working, uh, for over 10 years for a friend of mine in Switzerland. And I have been illustrating his stuff on his website. And he's also uh, publishing um, educational material in various languages. 
um, about any topic you want. It's basically school help that has been founded by a former teacher, and he has started this as a hobby many years ago, and he has like almost a cult following, fans of his, and he has uh, people who support him, and um, they they love his material, and it's also being used in, in the U.S., and the website is called the website is called learninganddoing.ch. That's learning-doing-ch. Uh, no, learning-and-doing.ch. Now, now I did it right. And um, I have, I still have something on my plate that I need to take care of in, in that department. I've done a tremendous amount of, of very simple, goofy, gag-comic-oriented illustrations. Nothing spectacular, really, but it's still nice to, 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 to watch or see. And they do lighten up the mood in certain worksheets that he has um, written and, and put together and authored in PDF documents. And um, it's, it's nice to have that kind of reputation, even though I don't get rich from it by, by any means, but it still helps to get my work across. And if uh, the publishing business is very tough and it's a, almost a dying breed in nowadays. And uh, the internet can help, of course, in a lot of ways. And, um, well, it depends what you want, I guess. But I want to use the internet, the, the internet presence a bit more strongly in the future to get my stuff maybe promoted somehow. But that's a different story. Um, the story how everything began was, uh, I'll, I'll try to keep this really short because it's going to be too boring if I keep talking about my childhood. But it all started when my parents, for whatever reason, got together, because they were both completely stupid, and they were horny, and they went to, um, I just for starters, I actually come originally from North Germany, and um, my parents got the idea to go to Canada to visit some friends. They had sex in a basement at their friend's place. They conceived me there, and I hope they had fun. I don't really know. According to my dad, probably yeah. And nine months later, I was thrown out of the womb. And uh, I, when I got a around two years old, or maybe two and a half, um, my parents decided to go to Canada permanently to live there and start a new life, which was basically more the adventurous idea of my dad, because my, my dad is just a huge nut about this kind of stuff. Freedom, exploration, do whatever you want, adventures, and just an excessive lifestyle in sorts, but mostly based on his workaholic um, persona and behavior, because everything he does is always work-based and work-concerned. And so we moved back there, you know, and uh, we at first I lived in a, with my my parents in a flat. We had a very a simple apartment that we used for a while until my dad figured out where to go next. I went to a YMCA pre-kindergarten uh, somewhere in, in, in that town. I don't even remember what town it was. That's too long ago. But later on, we moved to um, a part of Ontario, which was close to Montreal, um, in a, a near a town called Hawkesbury, in, in, in a small village or a small community called Lorignal, which was a French-speaking community. And even the school there was French, so um, I gotta say, I have vivid memories about that, of using French. I have used English most of the time, because English became more natural to me than speaking German or French on any occasion. 
and um, I stayed there with my parents for we let's let's say we stayed there for six and a half years until my parents finally realized life sucks and they keep fighting all the time so they got divorced everything got sold we my parents made 50 50 my dad went to Taiwan he married again he got two kids um, best decision of his life <laughs> And my mom went back to Germany with us. You know, she remained custody. And, uh, yeah, I should say with us because I have a brother as well. But um, that's a bit, that's a darker territory that I don't want to touch on. He's not really a, a glowing example in my eyes. And everybody sees me as the black sheep of the family. But that's okay. I don't give a shit. And, um, well, uh, I, went, I, I went back to school in Germany, which was uh, pure torture. School in Canada was fantastic compared to the standards of Germany in, in, in the, uh, the early 90s. That was back in, I was born 1979 in case I forgot. And, and, you know, I went to school in Canada around the 80s and then I came back 89. And school became sort of more permanent in Germany at 1990. 1990. And um, the... The attitude of Germans back then, it was a culture shock. That wasn't my home, you know. It's, it's like you, my, my true home was the time I was in Canada. That, that form of freedom, the, the friends I had, the school, the, the, the TV that I watched, the Saturday morning cartoons. I mean, I loved that shit. And that was the inspiration for me to actually start drawing. And, you know, reading more comic book material and trying to copy that and, and learn something from it. I started when I was six years old. Uh, trying to hold a pencil and my work just absolutely sucked I had no talent whatsoever but I kept coming back to that hobby because I I took a break thought about the stuff I did and re-imagined uh, it in my head and trying to get down to the basics to to the technique to the proportions how I should draw these lines how I should do the faces so I kept on coming back to that hobby and making larger improvements by you know step by step with every practice that I did and I eventually started drawing my own uh, Ghostbusters comic books, and not, not real books in that, in that fashion, but I did comic book strips down to a few pages to practice this kind of storytelling, and I kept on doing that for a while, until eventually, um, well, my parents had to get divorced somehow, which was an ugly process, and... Um, it was a heartbreaking change at the, at, at the time. Saying anything else would be a lie. I mean, I, know, I knew back then as a child that my parents were fucking nuts. But if they wanted to get divorced, that was the best for all of us. But it, still, it's a painful process, even for, for a child, even if you know that, that this has no, no, no productive end or happy ending to, for, for any side, really. The most confusing thing for me was... Um, on one side, from my, my, my mother and, and her relatives, like my grandma and my uncles and all that, and, and cousins, they all talked very bad about my father, constantly. I mean, even friends of my mom would be on her side and, and say, like, you know, naturally, yeah, your dad is an asshole. He's, he's responsible for everything. And he, he has some flaws, I'll, I'll give you that. He's not perfect by any means, but he did try a lot, and he worked his ass off, and... and um, that's something that I can say about my mom, because my mom hates working. <laughs> she is, she's not lazy, but she doesn't want to work for other people. She just wants to be left alone and watch TV. That's her life, okay? She dreams about better days, but do, doesn't do anything for it. 
So my father is the opposite. He just, he goes his way and does whatever he wants to in order to succeed at something. And if that doesn't work, well, he scraps it and then he starts something else instead. So he keeps on moving all the time. He, get, he goes with his head through the wall. That's how stubborn he is. But eventually he gets his, his, his stuff done and he gets what he is looking for. So, you know, I have more respect for that behavior than for my mom, for example. And um, over time, as you can imagine, because I, I mentioned in my previous podcast that I'm living in Bavaria. And I've been living in Bavaria for over 20 years. Um, the reason for that is basically I had a huge fight with my my mom back then for the lack of support or interest in anything that my, I, I made in, in my life or any decision I wanted to make in my future, in my, my profession, in my interest in artwork. So um, eventually after lots of fights and lots of disagreements, I just, I, I packed my stuff and left when I was 18. And um, I never regretted that decision. I'm just the freest person I could be. But, you know, family is always a dark, dark topic. Where's my water? I put my water somewhere. I'm getting a dry throat now. God, this chair is killing me. I gotta, I gotta throw that away someday. Um, what else? Yeah. In Germany, I kept studying on my own behalf. I paid a private school to uh, enhance my, my artistic skills. I did some some drawing for the school. I did some painting. I did I did some graphic design, that kind of stuff, just to get more knowledge in that in that topic. But I never could actually get my foot into a company to uh, design, um, let's say, advertisement. Okay, like in somewhere in the marketing business and then the ad business. It's it's a rough market and. Um, it's, it's very dynamic and changes very fast. And uh, after all these years of, of trying to get closer to, to these companies, I decided to quit doing that because it doesn't give me any pleasure or joy in, in any form. I like to be free in my, own, uh, in my own creative direction. I don't like if people tell me, look, we need a logo for, the, for this customer and it has to look a specific way. What you're doing is basically treating this customer like the highest good on the planet. And you're trying to create something that he can be pleased with and also be productive for him to make more money, to get attention through that advertisement, through the logo, representing himself, representing a product. And I'm not really keen and, and happy about the, the, the approach to a product. And I know that a comic book is a product in the end. The books that I worked on are products in the end. But I still have a lot more creative freedom in that than sitting at some desk and thinking about how can I make this logo cool and successful so that this guy can make more money. That's, it's, it's a pathetic job in my opinion. I don't like it at all. And I don't appreciate it if somebody is really like, uh, like a wolf in this business and trying to squeeze every customer out for money with the promise of giving them um, a, a marketing placement that they can profit from even though nobody can prove that you know and and um, it's 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 just hypocrisy 
in the worst degree. How can people be actually affected by this kind of stuff? I've always been annoyed by advertisement. I don't like the posters on the street. I don't like to see advertisement on buses or, you know, LED advertisement. It, it might be, the lights might be cool, but everywhere you go, you're reminded to buy something, to invest, to do this, to buy this shit and that shit. How much crap do you need, for God's sakes? You know, and I don't want to be a part of that business just to, 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 to sell a product that nobody needs, okay? Working in, in a field that supports education may, might be a bit more uh, productive in the long run and doing people some more favors instead of helping somebody sell lipstick. I mean, for, for Christ's sakes, it's fucking lipstick, okay? Some, some people, some women will buy it because they need lipstick. They love this shit. And they make up their own minds what they want to buy. I don't need to, to design for marketing schemes a shiny, gigantic lipstick just to sell more of that shit on the market. So I don't like it. What's the point? You know, you don't do yourself any favors. What I really dislike about artists, especially in Germany, because I've read about that stuff before. Uh, there was an artist, I don't remember the name. She did a, a, a manga um, for, uh, for a German publisher. I think the manga was, was not bad. It's, it's, it's really great work. No jokes there. Uh, tremendous artwork, really. But um, I, don't, I don't remember the title. It, it makes no sense now to, to show this, this comic stuff to, uh, to English listeners because you can't buy it anyway, at least not in your country. But the point is she did great work and she had a lot of work to do, lots of pressure from the publisher. And after a while, she decided, well... I need to do something else. So she went into the marketing business, creating advertisement because the payment was better. So again, you're a slave to the money. I understand that if you want a, an easier job without the hassle of deadlines and all that kind of stuff, that could be a profession for you. However, what I absolutely dislike is the excuse that these people give in interviews by saying, yeah, I've done comics now for a while, I did that, I'm done with that, I'd like to, I'd like to further develop my skills, and then they go to fucking advertisement? Really? Like, that's leveling up? No, it's leveling up only financially, not artistically. You're not improving anything. And I don't believe that anyone can. If you're doing arts, it's art. Stick with it, do something with it, if it doesn't please you because you're just looking for the money, then shut the fuck up. Do a job that you like. Everything else is nonsense. Okay? And there, there is no excuse needed to justify your decision. You're looking for more money and having an easier life. That's fine. But don't say that you're uh, prog progressing in a different direction and leaving the old past behind because it's beneath you. That's bullshit. That's, it makes no sense. It always pisses me off when I read that stuff. But that's how the world works, right? It's always about money in the end. Well, um, I have some examples on this uh, on my list here in, in, in links that I could show you. Artwork that I like to do. And to get more into the actual process of, of, of the art and designing and drawing something, or at least comic book figures, I have always been influenced by the gag comic uh, design of, of European nature like uh, there's a Spanish artist his name is Francisco Ibanez 
that guy is a god, an absolute uh, maniac of, of, of a passionate artist who is still working in his high age. He must be over 80 or something. And as far as I know, he's still alive. And uh, he's still eager to keep drawing his own stories. And he refuses to leave the desk, to leave the work being done by someone else because he has a massive reputation in Spain. And he's like a, a national treasure, this man. They made even movies based on his material. Not very successful in other countries, but very successful in his own. Basically for the fact that it, they were uh, uh, lousy dubbed in, in, in Germany, for example. Just uh, very disrespectful in, in every way. It has nothing to do with the original version of that movie, but that's a different different story. Um, the, the, the fact is, the work he did is so massive, is so big. His passion for, for the job, his passion for the arts is... It had such a major impact on me that I tried to learn from him and his designs and his approach to get better at my own work. And I still collect his stuff and read his books. I have a massive collection of all of his his his, his work. Not the entire work, but it's almost impossible to complete it. He has like, um, from one of his series, there, there, are, there are at least over 150, if not over 180 different books that he designed. And we're talking about these 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 uh, 50 or 45-paged albums uh, that are drawn on pretty large paper and then uh, uh, cut down into the A4 size or shrunken down to the A4 size like it's normally done. And uh, he never seemed to be tired of it. He just, he loves what he does. And it's, it's, it's remarkable to see that. And especially in this day and age that something like that still exists. And we have artists in Marvel and DC that just come and go all the time. And it's, I mean, it's a poor example. You can't really compare the two. But still, it, we're talking about a one-man army in Spain doing what he loves while other people are still trying to struggle about their own business and trying to keep the comic book business alive, which, you know, DC is like close to the grave as far as I know. And Marvel is doing fine thanks to the movies. But that's a different different story again my work specifically I have been drawing mostly on paper in all these years I like the digital approach that you can have in for example a Photoshop or any other drawing app that you could find um, I like what Apple has done with the Apple pencil I haven't used it myself but I have tried it and it's a remarkable technology it works really well and uh, you can do a lot with that but I stuck mostly to Android. I have a Samsung Galaxy Tab uh, 7, uh, the normal 10-inch 7, with, uh, with a pencil. And uh, it's, it's, it's also really, really good. At least it's, it's well executed. It performs quite nicely, actually. It's very, very responsive and fast. I do sketches with that sometimes. And um, my, I wanted to do something bigger in the future. I wanted to draw an autobiography of my own life because of the crazy things that happened to me over the years and um, but I'm still trying to flesh out that direction I'd like to take with that but until I do that I'm, I'm doing something else in the meantime I have too much to do really I, I don't sometimes I don't know where to start it's just it's it's too much but it's fun either way and um, well it, while I was drawing on paper, most of the years I just used um, basic pencils, not anything fancy, not anything expensive, just a, a normal pencil would do. 
and various forms of paper until I've decided or discovered really professional drawing paper from France, um, which is called, let me check, Lana. There's a company called Lana. If you're interested in drawing paper, the best paper I can, I can give you, or at least recommend, is the French paper company Lana, and they have uh, created, I think, the, 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 the best paper product I have ever tried when drawing with, with pencils, paint, acrylics, uh, uh, Copic markers, ink, just, just anything you can, you can really think of. That paper is durable. That paper doesn't suck up the color like, like, a, like a crazy sponge. It's, um, it's just a fantastic product. That's all I can say. If, if, you, if you're willing to try it out and you have it maybe somewhere in your country and you can get it, try it out. It's, it's just fantastic. If you have anything else that is better or it's something similar and cheaper, let me know if you want to. You can contact me on Twitter, for example, or Facebook and um, just give me your insights. If you don't need to or don't want to, that's okay. <laughs> I don't mind. I live alone in my basement and nobody talks to me. So... Um, I think I I started drawing more frequently when I was 16. I tried to adapt the uh, Japanese comic book style to my own. I don't think I succeeded very well. I um, I tried to come up with a storyline, a storyline that I'm really proud of. I like what I've done there. I like what I've created and invented for myself. But the end product, at least the first draft, is far from well, good enough to be published. I have to admit that. And I sent that away to, to all the publishers that I could find, and they rejected it wholeheartedly and said, nah, you got to keep working on that stuff. And, well, you know, that, that kind of rejection is, is uh, hard to come by when you're younger and you're eager for, for a kind of success and, and respect and your, your growing reputation. But at some point, you have to be real and look at your stuff and think, yeah, well, okay, it's crap. It's good enough to impress friends. It's not good enough to, to impress somebody who makes money with this. So, you know, forget that. So I, I wanted to continue doing that, but other jobs, like I said, for this uh, Swiss website, they were just more lucrative because I got more faster response from, from him. I got more uh, commission jobs from him, tiny jobs, not, not really something that, that gets you rich or gets you forward but I could at least publish my material over his website so I could get some reputation and some, some attention. That's, that's okay. That was uh, more productive for me personally, so I stopped doing the, the, the manga approach altogether, and I haven't done anything in years uh, in, in this regard. I've just been drawing the gag comic style, uh, my own style somehow, and variations of sorts, for years, and I've been doing the same for the uh, for that uh, educational publisher. The name is, by the way, uh, P O N S, um, pronounced just Ponce in in Germany. And uh, that, like I said, it, that was the one of the best experiences I've had so far, and the biggest uh, job. And well. I still draw on paper something that I've uh, recently started a few weeks ago is a short story I wanted to draw and, and tell for Jason Voorhees from the Friday the 13th saga because I still love that killer. I, I think the guy in the hockey mask is just fucking sexy. <laughs> well, maybe not sexy, but 
you know, like I said in my previous uh, podcast about horror films, he just, he is a clean killing machine, just clearing his path. And you can do so much with his persona. His, his origin, for example, something that hasn't been explored properly in the movies. Uh, some, that's something I would like to address in my comic. I would also borrow a theme from Jason X. And I'm not talking about the space uh, program stuff, which was nonsense. Fun to watch, really, but it's just pure nonsense. Um, the beginning of that movie where Jason was taken uh, into... Forced into a research department trying to figure out why he regenerates lost and damaged tissue That triggered me heavily because that's exactly what I wanted to see It's like here you're watching a day of the dead from George Romero and there is a, a scientist called dr Logan and he takes care of the zombies. He takes these specimens and butchers them Tries to you know, he dismembers them tries to fi- figure out how they work Why they still exist even if you pull out most of the vital organs or all of them, because the head still works, of course, if it's detached from the spinal cord, and uh, they just, just don't want to die completely. And his approach, the, the, the scientific, investigative, insane, crazed doctor Frankenstein thing, is fascinating for me to watch. And it's, it's an essential part in a fictional world where scientists always want to research something that is unknown. So if, if you're facing supernatural stuff and you have evidence and you're taking somebody like Jason into, into custody or you know, just throwing him into some, some uh, laboratory and doing all sorts of experiments with him, trying to study his blood, his physique, his, his uh, unique ability, of course, to regenerate and why he doesn't die, what's his secret? Why does he exist? Why does he live? And I'm trying to explore that a little bit. I wanted to build that into this comic. Something that I cannot sell because of the copyright issue, but I can, as fan art, I think it's still fine to create that and share it with the world just uh, for fun, really. Because right now, I think the rights for Jason are somewhere in limbo between Warner Brothers and Paramount or New Line Cinema. I don't know who has the rights now. I tried to do my research and contacted the the, the movie industry. Nobody ever answered my email, so um, fuck that. I'll, I'll do it anyway. And um, uh, what something else I've been trying to do is painting. Um, that's really something I should address as trying purely because it's a new thing for me. I started a few years ago and occasionally I pick up the brush and I try to work on canvas to capture an animal maybe or a landscape, just practicing with colors and stuff like that, different images. And, and uh, it's, it's fun to do. But it's sometimes, you know, I have days where it just works and the image can be shown. I can show you a link here of one of my, my, my uh, paintings. One of the, the, the better ones, I think. And other days I'm just sitting there or standing in front of the canvas and thinking to myself, this sucks. This just doesn't work. I can't get the image to speak to me. I don't, I don't see any resonance here. And that's, that's depressing because I, I, I'm not quite sure how that works in my mind, how I can get the idea and, and look at an image that I want to repro- reproduce or interpret in my own way and getting behind all the structures, the colors, the, the shapes and trying to, to re- recreate that on canvas is sometimes more difficult than I am willing to admit. But if it works, it's stunningly fun. 
and it also impresses a few people. And if everything else fails in my life, I'm probably going to continue painting and like self-therapy, like I did with my, my, my wood shelf. The shelf is finished. It's standing behind me. Took a while to do it. But uh, it, it's, uh, it gives you a sense of purpose if you create something of your own, which is why I still love working on paper instead of using just the pen display like I do with the Wacom product, which is splendid. I have the Cintiq 16, which is a marvelous device. I really love it. I use it often in, in, uh, in Photoshop and, and whatnot to create uh, interesting, mostly comic book related material illustrations for commission work. And um, I don't want to miss it. It's a really useful tool, especially if you have a powerful computer to do the job for you. Um, next on my list will be probably the um, the Mac Mini, the new with a new M1 chip. Um, I heard many positive things about it. I think it's more than enough power for me personally to use um, as to use it as a video cutting tool, um, editing cutting tool, and for uh, graphic creation purposes. And that's it. I don't need anything else to do it. And I, I don't need to play games on a Mac. I have my PC for that. So, you know, that's um, something. It's always fun to have something new to play around with and to enlarge in your, your working environment. I'm also looking forward to a 21 to 9 aspect ratio monitor, which I think would be more fun to use on various occasions for everything, including the graphic design department, the drawing for Photoshop, for video editing, for games, for movies. It's, um, it's a very versatile product and a useful tool. Heavily recommended for everyone. And I think that wraps it up for today. Like I said, I have some examples I can show you. Um, just for uh, my, my, my last words on, on the topic about the, my personal creation process is when, I, when I, I, I do, like I said, lots of work on paper. I do the penciling. I love to do the inking. I use uh, specific ink liners from various companies. I use, um, I use ink via brush sometimes. And um, I don't like to do the outlines digitally because it's more, it's unnatural still to me. I mean, I do love the computer technology. I think it's fantastic what you can do with it. But I grew up holding a pencil. It's for me absolutely normal to work with paper, to make it real, to make it touchable, to make it visible, to hold it in your hand, to give it to someone, to hang it up. And the approach and, and, and the speed of working on paper for me personally is much faster than any, anything I could do on the computer. At least that's the way I see it, even though I like using the computer very much for the coloring aspect and all that. You can do so much cool stuff with this, especially in vector design, but I do prefer the traditional working methods. Nothing beats a pencil, man. <laughs> it's really an awesome tool. If you think about it, that you can actually create an entire world and a story of its own with only one tool, the, pa the, the pencil, and that's it. And of course, you, there's the ink, there's the variation in paper and all that, but the tool that you're using to work with is basically the pencil, and you can do so much with that. And it's, an impressive, uh, it's an impressive thing to use. It's an impressive skill if you can master it. 
and uh, the only limit you have is your imagination. So if, if you are from this professional department, I, I think that you have succeeded me in many, many ways, and I respect you for that. My hat is off to you. And if, if you're new to this uh, subject and you want to try it out, there are so many different things that you can look for to, to learn drawing or understanding comic books, for example, from Scott McCloud. He did a few books, Understanding Comics, and his approach to the material is as genius as it can get. You learn everything that you need to know about the, the, the technique in comic books, the way they work in our brain, uh, from various design choices, styles, and, and inking uh, uh, qualities, just everything you can find in his, in, his, um, in his work, in his studies, and he's remarkable in his approach. Highly recommended that you read the, his stuff before uh, even going anywhere else with your knowledge or with your search of knowledge. And the, 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 the best teacher there is for you to learn something is actually just pure practice. Never stop doing it. You can take a break in between. You can always, you know, uh, say to yourself, oh, I, I'm burned out. I need something else right now. Go on a vacation if you can. Take a car. Just do something. See friends. Do sports. Um, yeah, it's, exercise is important. It, if you don't do anything, you get tired really quickly in front of your desk. You need to get that blood up and your cardio. Do something. I like to ride my bike every now and then. That helps a lot. Or sometimes I just take a walk through the woods and clear my mind, and then I come back and keep working. So that works a lot. And everything else is just down to practice. Think of what you want to do. Think of what you find desirable. Don't expect too much at first. Just do it. Just try your first shot. Then, then do it again and again. Take a break. Take a step back. Look at what you've done. Evaluate it critically. You can show it to friends, but you don't have to. The, the point is, what I'm trying to make is that you have to be self-critical about your own work. Never fall in love with your own work. That's bullshit. It doesn't help you. It doesn't give you any, any perspective for the future. And it doesn't give you any improvements. You cannot progress from that. You cannot be too satisfied with what you do. You have to be satisfied if you have to meet a deadline and then make a decision and sacrifices in order to get it done faster to please the, 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 the customer or the, or the client. That's okay. That's a different thing. If you're looking for artistic perfection, the list is endless. You can do pretty much anything and never be satisfied in the end. And that's one of the reasons why I cannot come back to my own drawings and then think to myself, man, you know, the first days when I did it, I, th I felt like, yeah, that, that looks good. Uh, maybe I can sell that. Maybe, maybe somebody else could be interested in it. I had some sense of pride doing it. Then two weeks later, I look at my drawing and think, this sucks. This looks like shit, like a five-year-old did it. I can't do this anymore. I have to change it. So I see, uh, I see improvements everywhere, and I know instantly what I need to do differently. And I learned that the hard way. So <laughs> um, I'm thankful that it works now in order to be, to be better at something. And I think that's one of the reasons why suddenly the, the painting seems to work occasionally and that my, my images and my approach seems to be uh, going the right direction, at least to me personally. I had lots of positive feedback uh, based on that stuff. So... Um, I'll leave you be the judge if you want to look at those pictures and, and the drawings and the paintings. 
knock yourself out i'll give you the the link to my website you can find some stuff there and uh it hasn't been updated in a while but there hasn't been that much really on my plate lately in in regards to client work uh the last thing like i said was the publishing stuff uh i did the last illustrations in my previous apartment before i wanted to decide to move i wanted to finish the project first then leave and look for a new home because my relationship was in the shitters. Like I said in my first podcast, I had made some negative experiences there. And, well, um, now that I have moved, I'm trying to make myself here comfortable in this new apartment, in this gigantic basement here. <laughs> it's like a grave, really. I feel like I'm living in a grave, and I like that. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of inspiring. So um, this, the rest of the year will be hopefully... A bit more successful and giving me maybe a new opportunities and new jobs or just more um, a, a larger muse maybe more success in some shape or form at least artistically maybe I can pull something out of my hat or, or my ass let's see what happens until then I will still enjoy recording occasionally something for you guys for anyone who is willing to listen to me babble about shit like the movies, music, of course, I'd like to touch on that because I'm a huge Peter Gabriel fan and I'd like to break down down his albums and talk to you about that. Uh, he was a large influence in my life and, uh, and an anchor of hope, dare I even say, uh, in some darker times. Um, I'd like to talk about games too, about um, specific video games that made an impact on me, things that I just still play today when I feel like I am, I don't know, sad maybe or depressed. Games kind of help sometimes. You, you should not get addicted to games, really, but I understand if you are. The gaming industry is just fascinating as it is. And so many other things to talk about. But I'll get back to, I guess, Friday the 13th. I'm going to break down the movies for you and tell you my favorite movies in that lineup and my least favorite. So that's something to look out for. Until then, this podcast for now is done. I will leave you with the link to my website and to my work. You can knock yourself out. If you have any questions of any kind, leave me a message or send me an email. All the links are in there you can find. And uh, I hope to see you soon. Take care of yourselves. Stay healthy. Stay safe. And be kind to each other. Don't wage any wars. And enjoy occasional a drink or two. That being said, I hope you have a nice weekend. Take care of yourselves and goodbye.